Slenderman, Slenderman, all the children try to run. Slenderman, Slenderman, to him it's part of the fun. Slenderman, Slenderman, dressed in the darker suit and tie. Slenderman, Slenderman, you certainly will die. Slenderman, Slenderman, branching his arms off for collecting. Slenderman, Slenderman, his face is empty of expressing. Slenderman, Slenderman, he won't let you say goodbye. Slenderman, Slenderman, you most certainly will die. We just wanted to have a quick shout out because we got our first sponsor on our website. Yay. So just letting you know, we are very thankful for this person and all donations that we get from our podcast go right back in to the podcast. And let's continue with the episode. So, in case you haven't watched Slenderman on our Tuesday episode of Slenderman, we suggest you do. Not necessarily before or after this one, but it can maybe help the Slenderman story a bit if you want to learn more about that. So, basically, if you checked out on Tuesday, you would have seen that um, a girl was like stabbed because her friends, to, so her friends would become proxies of Slenderman. Yes, it's a pretty creepy case, but we need to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode to learn the details on that. But I thought it'd be like a cool little chance to do a bit of work on something I don't normally do, which is creepypastas. They usually just make her job harder. They do make my job harder because like I'm scrolling, like especially just a little like, like real life conversation for you guys. Um, I, I often, like, when I was doing, I usually do, like, research cases around cases I'm doing similar. That yeah. does not make sense. But, like, if I'm doing a haunted hotel, usually a whole bunch of stuff pops up on another haunted hotel. Which is kind of like the Crescent Hotel, Cecil, Cecil Hotel thing. So you might see my sort of patterns. But basically, around the time of Mothman, I got really into Mothman and I was sort of looking for other creatures similar to Mothman. Which yeah. is when I kept coming across these creatures that when I looked up they were called creepypastas. Oh, they're so annoying. They pop up and the thing is is that they're they're basically just like creepy stories that mm. people but they just make jobs so much harder because they are because they're framed yeah. as real. And yeah. a lot of them like are like believable because you know the world's very a very messed up place. But a lot of them, for instance, a creepy app someone downloads or a story of a woman who has seen ghosts on her baby monitor. Like nothing really out of the blue, but yeah. it's just from a point of you look it up and then you can't find anything on it. for the story that claims to be it's like because you know what they're kind of like framed as true stories but we will get we will talk more about creepypastas in a bit so let's get into the main part (laughs) 
Slenderman, the Slenderman tale all started with a competition on the website Creepypasta, which for those of you who don't know is kind of like a mixture of like Wiki and Wikipedia and Wattpad, but it's all like horror stories. Uh, Creepypasta was established in 2008. The competition encourages people and this was like at the beginning of Creepypasta. So we're talking like 2009. So this was probably just a way to get like more publicity. Yeah, so the competition encouraged people to edit a creepy like monster or being into a photo. So they were making up their own character and like trying to make them look as lifelike as possible while still having that like creepy haunted vibe about them. Yes, because if you go onto Creepypasta, there is like profiles of like these like Slenderman and stuff. So they were kind of like trying to make more like profiles. So the entry we'll be focusing on today was made by Eric Knudsen. I am sorry if I said that wrong. Um, but basically he was, I believe he was under the, uh, the user, um, Surge, Vic- Victory Surge? Could be wrong though. So his picture featured a bunch of, a bunch of children, like a summer camp sort of thing, walking towards the camera. Which is like creepy in itself, like it was an old photo, but it came with quotes. So the first quote was, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us all at the same time. And the little, you know how quotes have the little slashy bit with the name? This said slash um, 1983 photographer unknown presumed dead. So the whole sort of idea about creepypasta in general is sort of to make fake characters, but to make them seem as lifelike and therefore as creepy as you possibly can. Yes, and it's like a big thing trying to make them seem sort of seem real, trying to make them true almost, like framing them as real, which is how they sort of spiral. So yeah. the next quote was like a little information about it. One of the two recovered photographs from the starring city library's blaze, notably for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and what is referred to as the Slenderman, deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thompson, missing since June 13th, 1986. So you see how like, it's trying to make it seem as real as possible. Yeah, they're trying to get the viewer to really go, wow, like, because the realest things seem the scarier they are. So there was almost like a figure in the back of this photo. And you can like look up this photo. It will be on our website and on our YouTube channel if all you can look it up. You can literally just look up, I believe if you look up Slenderman, it's one of the first photos that comes up and you'll recognize it. So the man who was Christian Slenderman was a tall man. It This kind of ranges anywhere from like six foot to nine foot dressed in a formal black suit and his tie and on and tie on his hands he wears white gloves his face is like the color of what it's just so it's like the color of paper right very white he has a nose and like eye sockets in the way they're not 
necessarily sockets as in gory it just it's sort of like dense you know when you make like you see those things where they make clay sculptures without actually adding anything yet like the eyes or anything yeah it's there's just it's like that and it's like if you put a mask on like a like a mask just like the one he seems to be wearing you would see the outlines of your nose and eyes and mouth but you wouldn't actually be able to see them mm. that's what yeah. it looks like like that and one of the reasons this is i've listened to someone say this was it's like um what's the word it's like it's a blank canvas to paint your own fears on so in some pictures you can see tentacles emerging from his upper back which kind of looks like he put they like put an octopus on his upper back but it's not in all the images and um asta was it on the original it was on the original so this is how he looks but i think they only appear sometimes yeah i heard that like when he's not grabbing and killing children they're not yeah like out but when he is they like emerge which is very very creepy definitely so he basically one thing i want to say right now right here is like stories may vary you may have heard a different story than to what i'm gonna say and we'd love to hear from you what your impression of slenderman is but i'm just doing what i could find so yes stories vary but i'm just gonna do the one i found like most so yes things do vary so he has many powers listed varying from story to story so anywhere from reading minds to teleportation and one recurring thing theme in these stories is the common theme of children he mainly preys on children or like teenagers or like very young adults and another um, i did find that that those are his targets because they are generally more easy to trick and or lure away with him so that he can kill them so now i'm gonna get on to a bit of a complex thing you can research this more of proxies so basically when the proxy so proxies are people who kill in his name and they are not necessarily mindless as much as slightly manipulated yeah um they know what they're doing and they know why they're doing it but they're scared of what he'll do to him they'll do he'll do to them he threatens them and then i believe people that are killed in his name become his slaves yes they do which is you can find more about this on uh wiki slenderman wiki which will also be linked in our website so to summon him is a so now we're gonna like completely changing we're gonna be talking about creepy pastas so the slenderman author claims slenderman to be based on the writings of hp lovecraft and uh, stephen king's short stories and slightly based off boogeyman the boogeyman which when i think of boogeyman i think of mr Ruggie boogie <laughs> so yeah that's what i picture when i think of that so creepypastas are not urban legends they are they are mostly i'm not gonna say solidly they are mostly fiction but they do get around as truth which is how they're shown most Where- are anonymously submitted so the amount of truth to them is unknown Whereas urban legends or myths are based off either a real event that happened, like Man from Tarad, where people then add an unusual like reason behind it that makes it an urban legend. Or like they add stuff, they embellish yeah. the story. 
that's what that's the difference so most creepypastas involve a young child or young adult being killed or murdered by a fictitious presence whether human or creature yes or like a creature that kills most of them kill people they come from some other entity that kills whether that is through an app or a website whether it's the idea that the creature comes and kills a person. So now I quickly want to talk about summoning Slenderman. So to summon him is a simplish task. So you need to start off with his symbol, which is like an... So you might have heard the Zodiac Killer. It was like a circle with like a cross in it. Yeah, we this, called it like the... The scope. The scope, like the end of the scope. Yeah, this is more like... Um, a circle with an x in it like the letter x and the sides of the x come slightly out of the circle that makes it look messy so you need to learn that symbol for first your next task is to go into the woods at night or if that feels like too much work you can use the dark room but you need to make sure that monday noises are not present next make sure to have a marker or a knife whatever is easier now stand facing a big tree or your wall and either carve or draw the symbol into a wall or tree. Now don't look behind you and start chanting these words. Slenderman, Slenderman, all the children try to run. Slenderman, Slenderman, to him it's part of the fun. Slenderman, Slenderman, tongue twister, (laughs) dressed in the darker suit and tie. Slenderman, Slenderman, you most certainly will die. And for those of you wondering, no, I'm not doing this while I'm saying this. This is just sitting down. So... These phrases are taken directly from the Slenderman song, which is at least three more verses really similar to this. Yeah. So you can find that online as well. Most of these creepypastas and or urban legends have a specific set of things that you are like told that you must do in order to Mm. summon them or to make the things happen. It's just, and then a lot of times these things turn into childhood games. So like, I know in like year three, the peak thing to to do like, Bloody Mary Bloody and Mary. Blue Baby in like the bathroom at school. Bloody like that Mary, was yeah. the thing we did because it was it was like interesting to discover them. And so that is sort of like I know on Tuesday we went into this more, but it's more that's really how children get involved in this. Because yes. I know a lot of people were probably wondering. And then just a little like thing here. I will be talking about this more in the Halloween week. So stay tuned for that. Um so, so there is a film called Slenderman, which came out in 2018 as a thriller slash horror starring Joey King, who you do know. She is in Kissing Booth, um, the Gypsy Rose movie. I don't know what else, but she's in those two, which are pretty big movies. It was an absolute flop with the father of one of the pursuers of the Slenderman stabbing coming out and calling it distasteful. One of the actresses was nominated for a Golden Raspberry, which is like the opposite of the Golden Globes. It's like the worst actress and she got nominated for the worst supporting actress but did not win, which is probably for the better. This movie is on Netflix for anyone who wants to watch it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when they take these creepypasta characters and convert them into movies, they're not... These stories are never cohesive. They... Like, if you went onto Creepypasta and read about Slenderman... Which I have. (laughs) You would really... They're small... They're short stories that could never fit together. And that's why often when they make movies out of these stories, they don't do very well because you're taking a 
maybe 200 word story and turning it into an hour and a half long film, which means that you have to stretch out all sides of it to the point where it just doesn't really reflect the original story and the original character because you have to embellish that so well loved short story. Yes, and okay, so now I just wanna have a conversation to you first about, I just quickly wanna talk about how this turns in to a stabbing. Yes. Like, obviously, there's something, like, obviously the girls are not in the right headspace and are not doing too well mentally, and one of them had schizophrenia. So, but I just wanted to say, like, like, obviously Slenderman prompted this. Yes, but sort of, we did go a little bit deeper into this on Tuesday, but basically how these two were connected to killings and Slenderman was that these girls were led to believe they learned about Slenderman on the internet and they were led to believe that Slenderman would harm their families if they did not become proxies for him which like Asta said they do the killing in his name so these two did what they needed to do and so there, I'm pretty sure that this is the only real-life case where this has happened that we know is directly tied to Slenderman. Obviously, sadly, there are thousands of millions of murders, but I'm pretty sure this is one of the only ones that we know is directly tied. So, I just quickly, just like a one-minute chat about Momo, because I will probably do another episode on Momo in the long run, but I just quickly want to talk about how things like Slenderman and Momo, if you've heard of Momo, it was like a thing that went around in 2016. Um, Well, it was originally a Japanese art piece that was then taken and sort of turned into a creepypasta, which is interesting, because most of these things are based off an unreal character, whereas uh, Momo wasn't. Basically, I just quickly want to say that things like Slenderman and email chains and stuff and Momo, they get around and hurt people. So I, Slenderman obviously is not a good thing and turned out to be very, um, sort of toxic. Not toxic, that's not the right word. Sort of very like, it's glorifying something that was obviously horrible. Like, that's online harassment. It's getting emails from Slenderman. That's online harassment, and so is Momo. But you can see how these things escalate to a point. They do. Because what you often find is people take it as a joke, people think it's funny, but to an eight-year-old child, this isn't a joke. This isn't funny. Exactly. And they believe it. Like, I remember, like, in 2016, there were so many little kids who would, like, tell people all about it. And they'd be like, oh, Momo is, like, real and stuff. And the thing is, is that as much as you might know, oh, those children know better, most of them didn't. Most of them still don't. Because with these things, it's not, like, a disclaimer at the bottom, like, this is a joke, like, don't take it seriously. There isn't that. So to a young child who can't fully comprehend the fact that this might not be real, they take it seriously, and things like this are bound to happen. And I understand how creepypastas are made for fun, but you can see how through, like, saying they are real, it becomes harmful. 
it's just one of the dangers of the internet. Which there um, are many dangers of the internet. Yeah. And you will find out more about that in our missing persons week sneak peek. I spoiled that for you guys, but Yes you did! Ah! <laughs> there you go. But basically, it happens a lot. The internet directly influences missing persons cases, murders, because it's hard to dif- be able to differentiate between internet real and real. Yeah, yeah, real and fake. And I think the thing is, is that that needs to be more widely talked about. And I think these are just sort of starting to be the things that might help that to happen. And I do quickly want to say, um, you can see how like the internet just how it like Jason in hell have you heard of the Jason in hell story basically this guy went on reddit and started like talking like through he'd found out his wife was cheating on him and it all ended with him coming out and saying that article that was written that was my wife she killed my children and you can just see how the in like the internet affects true crime because it just it does everything's so you can find everything at a tap it does and like this is going off on olympia but like when the internet is exposed to this stuff which obviously that's what we do here it it can be really great but it can also be really bad like for example glorifying serial killers is a lovely thing that the internet has come around and it's just the internet can be amazing and the internet can be horrible and these are just the things that we see through cases like these ones agreed so i think that's all i personally have today um so Um, make sure to come back next week for true crime tuesday when we will be discussing the Keddie cabin murders which to me really fascinates me and on Really We will have Asta Fort Benning, which is a case you do not even understand how long I've wanted to do this case. Isabella knows that I've wanted to do this case for a while, like since the beginning. Yeah, like it's when it's another alien case. Yay. So it was going to come out around the same time Back that Shark Harbor and Men from Tarad came out, but those are also alien cases, so gotta space them out. But then. We have some very exciting things in the works for you guys. Yay. Make sure to come and check out our website at www.oddlyunexplained.com. We will have blog posts up there as well as that's where you can find all the sources to our episodes in case you want to do your own research, as well as checking out our Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Oddly Unexplained Podcast. And don't hesitate to catch us our episodes next week stay skeptical my friends bye bye